We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey! Roto-Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, TPFL. It's Tuesday, it is March 26, it's 2019, and we have 10 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy. It's usually on Mondays that we have uh, Chief Justice 06, but the Monday slate, very small. So we bring him on here on a Tuesday. Will, how are you doing, my friend? Doing good, man. Definitely ready to get this slate going. It's a big slate, but I have definitely turned it into a small slate. Really excited. Um, I'm sure we will get some news uh, throughout the day tomorrow that will possibly alter the slate, but... Other than that, man, you know, it's the end of the year NBA, so I'm ready to roll. There's a lot that can change this slate. Uh, I will say that. Like, I hate saying that right before we're about to record an hour podcast, breaking down this slate. But I'm a realist, and the realist side of me is there's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of people already doubtful or out, which helps. But there's a lot of question marks, too, and a big couple of question marks that, you know, we're just going to have to kind of see how everything plays out. But... Excited to break down the slate, get into it, and, and talk about it for sure. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there and check them out. It's FantasyDraft.com. Sign up through the Roto-Grinders links. That way you guys get access to any cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft. Just go to Roto-Grinders and um, click on the Fantasy Draft tab, and um, you can easily sign up there. Um, RG MLB Premium. It's time. Baseball is here. Baseball starts on Thursday. We're pumping out premium content already for baseball. So if you want to check out our premium, make sure you go over there to Roto-Grinders, click the premium tab, and um, give it a look. bunch of great stuff going on here this weekend or this season for baseball. Um, I'm excited to be working on some premium stuff and um, can't wait 
till the end of basketball season to start recording the baseball podcast. Um, Will, you'll be a you'll be a guest on that as well. I'm excited to be working together for baseball as well. All right, let's get started on this massive ten game slate. We got Boston at Cleveland. Kyrie is out. Horford is questionable. Tatum is questionable. Doladova is still out. There's no total in this one. This is one of those games where the injury news can change how we uh, how we're going to look at this one. You know, Horford and Tatum both questionable could change a lot. But seven o'clock game. That is one good thing about this one. Let's start with Boston. What are we looking at here? Man, uh, Kyrie's out, and they they get a matchup with Cleveland, who, by the way, despite how, how awful they've been and. It, they just don't get blown out every game. I'm expecting Kevin Love to play. Uh, I'm expecting Larry Nance to start again. So I'm expecting Boston to bring us some value. Uh, I, I'm just going to stick with Jalen Brown. He had a stinker on Sunday. Uh, I don't care. Still really like Jalen Brown. His price continues to be sub 4K. Uh, Rozier is at 6,800. I, I think the only way I play Rozier at that price is in a game stack. Uh, FanDuel has has done an awful job at just keeping Rozier priced above 6K uh, pretty much, you know, since the last time Kyrie was ruled out, which I, I didn't agree with that. But um, but but nevertheless, I, I, I don't I don't like that price. I, I'm just going to be fading Rozier today um, because it's such a massive slate. I, I still like Marcus Smart here at 4,600. Um, I, I think he's still got plenty of meat on the bone there, bringing that one in early right out of the gate. And uh, possibly a little bit of Gordon Hayward. You know, we got to wait on Horford. We got to wait on Tatum. Obviously, if Horford and Tatum are out, then Hayward and and Brown are just going to become phenomenal plays. I'm not going to play Marcus Morris at 6K on DK, though. I, w- I will play him at 5,500 on FanDuel. Yeah, you know, Brown, Hayward, very much in play here. If we get news that Tatum or Horford sits on top of Kyrie. I will say, like, we know Mike Marcus Morris does get a bump. Um, when Kyrie's off the floor, that that helps him on Fanduel, like you said, six K on, on DraftKings. He's gonna need. I wouldn't say he's gonna need a perfect game uh, on DraftKings to get there at that price, but he is going to need a stellar game um, to really beat you on on DraftKings. So I'm kind of with you here. Not a spot that I really love. Um, and, and then like if Horford plays, I think Horford's in play. Um, if Horford sits. Um, Daniel Tice is kind of interesting here. Maybe Baines, but you know, really just going to have to kind of play this one out and, and see what we're looking at um, just overall on the injury side of things. Um, the Cleveland side of things, is there anything standing out? Kevin Love has played over 30 minutes in back-to-back games. When he plays over 30 minutes, he's a usage He's a usage hog. It's Minnesota Kevin Love. Um, you know, what are we looking at here when we're looking at uh, Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, if Kevin Love's going to get 32 to 33 minutes on, on DK, I, I don't mind rolling him out against uh, the Kyrie-less uh, Boston Celtics here, especially if Horford and Tatum are out. Like, you know, I'm just going to bring up Sunday. I'm not saying every situation is a – is a, is a perfect situation for repeat success. But, I mean, we got a chance to see LaMarcus Aldridge destroy this team with no Horford, no Tatum. I think Kevin Love is in a similar spot here, at home especially. If if uh, 
if Horford and Tatum are out, I think you give Kevin Love a look. I also think Larry Nance is in play at 5,300 as well. If he's going to start and play 30 minutes, uh, I think he's another guy on this team that's just going to have a big game. So, you know, initially when I opened up the slate today to get prepared, I thought this may have been a cross-off, but, you know, with Kyrie being ruled out, Horford and Tatum questionable, possibly not playing, I, I really like this this front court for uh, – for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then one other guy I want to mention too, uh, Jordan Clarkson, he is 5,500, but his minutes have really picked up here the last three games, over 30 minutes in the past three games. Uh, they're going to give him 30 to 32 minutes. I think he's another guy we can look at. Yeah, you know, for sure. When we're just looking at this overall matchup, um, you know, for Cleveland, if some of these guys starts to sit – you know, if we look at the last 10 days, Boston's been really, really struggling with big men. They're 30th in defensive efficiency against power forwards and 24th against centers in the last 10 games. So, like, th there's upside here for Love and Nance. Um, so, and then you take out Horford and you potentially take out Tatum as well. Um, this seems like it's a spot that Boston might just go ahead and say, hey, these guys are a little, like, banged up. They're dealing with illness, all kinds of stuff. Let's give them a couple days. Um, so just going to have to kind of see how this plays out. San Antonio at Charlotte. We have a 220 total here. Um, San Antonio is favored by three. Batum is questionable and Zeller is still out. Um, I'm not going to say it's officially over, but the Hornets, man, they're making a – I guess they're kind of making a run – they, they've won a few games in a row here. The East is still very much up for grabs, but the West, um, we know the eight teams that are going to be playing in the Western um, playoffs this season. So what are we looking at here on San Antonio? Uh, absolutely nothing. This, this is just going to be a cross-off for me. DeRozan is very inexpensive. White is very inexpensive. Uh, you know, we know Charlotte's going to be playing and, and trying to win this game. Rudy Gay is inexpensive, but I, I still don't like this game. And when I've got 10 games to choose from, I am trying to find ways to start excluding teams. Uh, I'm, I'm for sure going to be excluding San Antonio. Look, if you want to play these guys, great. Um, you know, the prices are, are very fair, but I just I, I don't like this spot. Um, if I think I've, if I was going to play anyone, it'd probably be Jakob Poto at 4,200. Uh, that's about it, though. I'm going to be taking a massive fade on this whole team. Yeah, Podol is a little interesting, but we have so much value open up on this slate that it, it's a 10-game slate. It's it's a 10-game slate at the end of March. We're going to have value that opens up today. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think LaMarcus Aldridge would be the guy if I was playing anybody here. But, again, I'm with you. I don't really love this game. Not my favorite game on the slate. And, you know, even on the Charlotte side of things, if we get news that Batum sits, I, I think you can play Jeremy Lamb um, and your boy. Mile Bridges, you know, even Lamb though. Like, if you look at Lamb's price, I didn't even realize he was priced over six k. Like, it, you know, there's not a lot of meat on the bone for Jeremy Lamb. Will, nope. um, I think Miles Bridges maybe if Batum sits, you know, but yeah, I mean that that's about. I mean, listen, Bridges right now he's smashing this price tag. By the way, uh, I know, but. Okay, so really quick, like if Batum plays, Michael uh, good Michael Kid Gilchrist is probable. Yeah, he's like he, he passed concussion protocol. So, like, does Bridges go back to 20, 25 minutes now? Like, I, I know I, he's been playing well, but 
I don't think they're going to do it, to be honest with you. Uh, I've, been, I've been an advocate for Charlotte playing this young talent um, all season. I think it was just stupidity on their part to wait until the end of the year. Can you imagine if we would have had Miles Bridges playing 30 minutes since the beginning of the season? He just could have blossomed and, and, and become a, you know, get a, get ahead and, and get that learning curve built up so, he, so next season he could be a lot more prepared. Uh, anyway, I, I don't I don't think they're going to be able to snatch his minutes back. We don't like MKG, and I definitely don't think we're going to play uh, more Batum. I, I think I think Michael Kidd Gilchrist uh, would just not get any minutes. Uh, we're playing Dwayne Bacon 25, 30 minutes now. I think it's youth movement time. I, I don't think his minutes are going back down. And I will say the other the only other thing that I want to say here is as much as we have talked smack about San Antonio this season. Really stepped up their defense in the last 10, 15 games. Um, it's playoff time, baby, and you you can sense that it's starting to get closer. Teams are starting to tighten up. Rotations are starting to tighten up. Um, all right, moving on. We got my Orlando Magic going down to Miami. Um, Two hundred six total. Miami's favored by five and a half. Magruder is out. Winslow is questionable. Big big game here, Will. Um, as far as just playoffs go. Yeah. Look at it. The Magic are half a game back now on the Ooh. Heat for that eighth seed, and if they win this game, they're a game up um, because, um, or they're a half a game up, or however it is, however it works. But big game here um, for the Magic. Big game for the Heat. Expect um, big things. It is a back to back for Orlando. Um, Coach Clipper, what are you doing? Why? With five minutes, five and a half minutes up twenty-five, are your starters out there? Um, he was. Oh, Stevie, listen, I'm sorry. I was really laughing at this game because I looked and I saw. Okay, I said, all right. So Philly subbing their guys out. All right, great. They're calling off the dogs. And then I see Evan Fournier come back hitting jump shots and giving assists to Vooch. I said, what is he doing? Take those guys out of there. Oh, God, that was hilarious. I'm yelling across the court. You play tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man, that, that was, I, I couldn't stop laughing. I, I was, uh, yeah, shocked. All right. What, if anything? Okay, so I really, really think this game is interesting as far as basketball goes. But DFS will... Is there anything standing out here? Like, uh, you could talk both sides. We just talk overall in this game. Is there anything standing out to you in this entire game? Man, not really. Um, listen, th this is a game where I think you you really fire it up on uh, on your NBA League Pass. Like, th this is a game I want to see for League Pass purposes. Uh, I don't want to play anybody in this game. Not a single soul. Uh, D-Wage priced up. I, you know, he was kind of our cheat code for a while, but that's gone. I, I don't want to play anybody in this game, not a single person. Yeah, I, so much value opened up yesterday, you know, you know, on Monday's slate that I talked about Michael Carter-Williams uh, on the podcast yesterday, you know, just saying that it was a four-game slate and we wanted to be a little different on just how we approach the slate. But, like, so much value opened up. Like, I didn't end up playing Michael Carter-Williams. And, man, am I an idiot. He went for 33. <laughs> He pushed the pace in that game against Philly and was just like, I really want to sign a contract. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know I got a second 10-day contract, but like, hey, guys, I want to I want to try to make a playoff run with you guys uh, kind of thing. So 
I think if the Magic can stay competitive, I think Michael Carter Williams is going to continue to get fifteen to twenty minutes a night. Um, don't think I will chase it here, but I could see why you might play him on Fanduel if he is still thirty five hundred. On DraftKings, I don't think I would chase it. I think it's more of a funt play over there on Fanduel if he's min salary. Yeah, for sure. Um, that that's. That's the approach I would take. Absolutely, um, I wouldn't try to try to cheat it and think you're going to see that again. I mean, it, it was also for for those of you that are in the narrative street. There, there was a little bit of narrative kicked in there. I mean, he wanted to punch Philly in the mouth for for trading him away. <laughs> yeah, I, for sure. He was he was very aggressive. He was very aggressive, Michael Carter Williams. So I loved it. I, I thought that. You know, he was the spark the Magic needed tonight, and they um they obviously won. So, yeah. The only guy that I really think that I could play from this game is Dwayne Wade, just because Wade gets up for big games. It's a big game. Um, he's priced up though, like you said, but I I could see Wade going for forty plus here. They've been on a they've been on a road trip. They've played the last four games on the road. They're coming back here to Miami. They're in a game. I'm not gonna say this is a must win by any means. But they want this game. Um, and if Winslow sits, I think it helps Wade even more. So I think D-Wade, really the only guy that I'm looking at here outside of funting um, with Michael Carter-Williams. Yeah, sh- shout out to Meezy for that quote, by the way. Uh, you know, that's not something that we came up with on our own. Oh, no, no, Meezy, man. D- doing doing work here every, each and every day with core plays and um, crunch time. <laughs> Dean, that was for you. Yeah, Dean. <laughs> Trying to steal meat on the bone from Will. <laughs> Chicago at Toronto. 220.5 total here. Toronto's favored by 14 in this game. Wendell Carter Jr. is out. Levine is out. Otto Porter is out. And Chris Dunn is doubtful. Toronto is good to go as of right now. There um, we go. I, this is one of those spots where I was like, we, we were talking about it before podcast um this is a spot that i think we see one possibly two raptors sit um from this game let's start with chicago um obviously this is even this is a back-to-back for chicago or this is the front end of a back-to-back for chicago too they play on wednesday as well the raptors the Raptors' schedule this week is is pretty nice. Like they they play Chicago today, and then they play um, the Knicks on I think Thursday. Um, so like this is a really good schedule week for Toronto, and I think they they finish the week I'm pretty sure with the Bulls again. So like this is a really prime week for the for the Toronto Raptors to like. I, I I'm not gonna say rest people. Be very careful with their players. Um, this might be a week that we'd be very careful playing Toronto is what I'm kind of getting at here, whether it be today, whether it be the Knicks on Thursday, whether it be on Saturday with the Bulls again. Um, it's just a prime, prime, prime week um, when we're looking at it just overall. And um, just want to point that out. Let's start with Chicago. Will, what are we looking at here on the Bulls? Man, we talk about this value and – as it stands right now, with, with a lot of these guys sitting out, half of the Bulls' starting lineup is going to be under 4K. Uh, I 
I don't I don't think I can do it. Um, I, I wish I could pull the trigger. I mean, one of these guys, one or two of these guys is going to get 25 to 30, but I, I, don't, I don't even think I need them. It's and Harrison, I, man. It's Harrison. Yeah. It's Harrison. It's... <sighs> he's the only guy willing to, like, like, he's filling up the stat sheet. He's doing a bunch of stuff. Like, he's not just scoring. He's not just... And just look at the minutes for Shaq Harrison right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, he's, he's going to play 38 minutes, I would right. say. Right. And, like, even in a matchup with Toronto, especially if they sit somebody down here, like, it, it's Harrison. I don't want to overthink this. Like, the, the guy I want to play for Chicago Bulls say is Harrison. L- I don't want to me... play Archie. I oh, don't yeah, want to yeah, play yeah, Selden. Yeah. I want to play Harrison. <laughs> I, I will say this. I feel like Toronto could sit – Lowry and Kawhi in this spot, and possibly and, and possibly even Marcus Gasol. Like I, I'm, I'm so because Marcus Gasol has been playing. I mean, they dialed his minutes back with Ibaka back in, but you know he went through that stretch with Ibaka out where he was playing upper thirties. Gasol's a little older. I think they will still try to manage his workload. I, I think that's the only way I really get excited about playing the Bulls, even. Even Harrison, I, I don't even think I need Harrison today. But, but like you said, he, he's for sure the only guy I would legitimately consider. I'm actually hoping that all three of these guys sit, um, so I could play some a couple Toronto Raptors. But that's about it. I got one more guy. Will I had two Bulls written down on my sheet? Oh no! Please, please don't tell me Felicio. It is man. Oh like, it, no! It, it's 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 another one of these like punt plays right like we could go stars and scrubs today there are plenty of options on the on the star side i know we haven't really talked about them yet but there are plenty of options up top and that's why i'm already like considering like am i going two punts am i going three punts on fanduel today um here's the thing felicio he's played you know 18 minutes now in four straight games um Close games, blowouts, does not matter. Can he get there in 18 minutes? He's he's surely doing it recently. Um, so I, I just think of like Toronto and I think of Ibaka, I think of Siakam, I, I think of these guys, and I think like the size that that you know Toronto uses now that even Marcus All and everything. So I, I just think Felicio large field tournament play only. Maybe not going to consider him once we start getting injury news tomorrow, but he was the other guy that I had written down from Chicago Bulls. Um, obviously, you have Markin at the top. If for some reason Kawhi and Lowry said, I think Markin is more in play, that game, game probably stays a lot closer if that happens. Um, but as of right now, I think the only two guys I'm looking at are the two guys that we mentioned. Robin Lopez's minutes have been all over the place recently um, after he's just been absolutely crushing. Felicio's been taking minutes from him. So for me, it's it's Harrison. It's potentially Felicio. If some of these guys for Toronto gets ruled out, it's marketing. Will, Toronto is tough to break down, but I think it's really easy. If everybody plays, I'm fading them all. If Kawhi or Lowry sit, you know, Van Vliet and Siakam. Um, if they both sit, Siakam is a lock. Yeah, uh, here's a guy I do want to mention though. That's uh, I know his minutes have been low, upper teens, low twenties. 
if these guys sit, Serge Ibaka is forty eight hundred, and he could possibly start tomorrow. Like, I, if he's if he gets to start, you better fire up Serge Ibaka at forty eight hundred. He's probably going to get forty. So, I, 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 Serge is a guy I've got my finger on. In the event anybody sits or he gets to start forty eight hundred, just fire him up. Yeah, and like you know, if we start seeing guys get ruled out, like Danny Green becomes a little interesting. Like you're just gonna have to adjust to Toronto as the news comes out, and they might play everybody. If they play everybody, yeah. I think I fade them, um, and I don't. I feel really comfortable with doing that. Yes, absolutely. All right, uh, we got Houston at Milwaukee. Really good game here. Uh, Two twenty-seven total. Milwaukee's favored by three and a half in this game. Um, let's start with the Houston side. Eric Gordon is questionable. Uh, Gerald Green is out. And then on the Milwaukee side, Brogdon is still out. Miritic is still out. And Snell is out. Houston. Hey, Will, we got a lot of studs to play up for on this slate. Uh, James Harden is certainly one of those guys that we're certainly looking at. Um, 70 DraftKings points in the first meeting uh, when they played um, in Houston. Yeah, uh, he's 11-4. This game is at Milwaukee. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys were out there in the Twitter sphere recently, but, you know, Harden sent out a tweet. It's like, hey, man, I just like the ball. And, uh, you know, he, he kind of got, you know, limited minutes on Sunday because they really just punched New Orleans in the mouth. So, you know, he played 29 minutes. That's really low for James Harden. So, you know, he, he's kind of had some rest. You're going to fly into Milwaukee or, yeah, they're probably, they're probably already there now today, tonight. Uh, so I, I'm expecting Harden to have a good game here. Um, he, he's definitely one of the studs to pay up for. And I honestly think that's the only guy I want to possibly play from Houston. Capella's 7,300, but I, I don't feel like I need Capella today. Uh, you know, he's not the worst player in the world, but I, I don't think we need him. So I'm willing to play Harden only in this spot. Sounds good. Sorry, I was yawning. Um, good. The only other guy that I, I want to mention here is Capella. Um, I, I know you said that, like, the price, um, it's a 10-game slate in the end of March. We're going to have plenty of value today. Um, uh, again, so I, I think Capella is actually a little interesting here just because of the matchup. It's bro or the Milwaukee Bucks. This is the one thing that could beat them um, consistently is just good centers. So, they're 28th in defensive efficiency over the last 10 games against centers. So I could see Capella having a good game here. Um, Bucks side of things. I still think Milwaukee's going to be pretty careful with Giannis down the stretch, but I think this is a spot that they could like run him out there and like let Giannis be Giannis against James Harden. Yeah. Um, Especially uh, in Milwaukee at yeah. home. Yeah, I mean, you know, people, people. This game should be pretty packed for a Tuesday. Uh, we know people come out to see the stars. I mean, they've got a star of their own there, but now Harden's in town, so where the ticket prices were already going up, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to attend this game. I don't think um, tickets are going to be through the roof. I will say this with Milwaukee, uh, you know, Pat Connaughton is probably going to continue to be sustained. 25 to 30 minutes with DiVincenzo out. Tony Snell's, you know, he's probably going to be out. Yeah, he's already out. So, uh, you know, Brogdon out. Connaughton is going to see sustained minutes, and then Sterling Brown is going to pick up some minutes on the back end. Um, I, I, I don't really 
I think Connaughton is going to continue to get 25 to 30. So I think he's a guy you can consider uh, in that mid-range if he gets hot. Obviously, you know, you've got Greek. I actually don't like both of these guys in the same lineup today. Um, I think you guys kind of know my approach to fantasy. I've got some other games that are coming up that I'm really going to key in on. So I think if I was going to play this, I'd play one or the other. Um, I don't hate Greek, but I think I trust I think I trust Harden's minutes more than I do Greeks. So I think I'd side with, with Harden. I think I'm going to be fading Greek today. Pat Pat, man. You know, a guy that we've been talking about on the morning grind for a week and a half now. Um just playing the minutes, getting the shots up and you know, hitting shots. He, he's gonna get open looks in this offense. That's you yeah. know that's the advantage of playing with a guy like Giannis and playing with a guy like Middleton and Bledsoe. Like Cunnington is gonna get looks here. So uh certainly don't mind him. Uh is that it from this one? We moving on? Yeah, we're moving on, man. Clippers at Minnesota take it on the Timberwolves. Uh, two thirty total here. Clippers favored by two in this game. Shamit is questionable on the Clippers side. Minnesota Covington is out. Dang is out. Gibson is questionable. Rose is out. Teague is out. Um, all these guys out, and the Clippers still only favored by two in this game on the road. Uh, Vegas really expecting this one to stay pretty close. Um, even with the Clippers playing pretty re- pretty good defense recently. Let's start with the Clippers. This is a solid matchup for the Clippers. What are we doing here with these guys? Yeah, man. Um, it, this should be another good game. Uh, you know, I like Patrick Beverly here at 5,300. I think he's too cheap. We haven't seen the upside recently, but the guy has been consistent over 20. You know, most games – Almost every game. I know SGA has kind of been on a little run here as well, uh, but I think his has been more minutes-based than actual production. Um, not, not that he hasn't given us actual production, but he's been playing minutes in the upper 30s, which has allowed him to get to you know 28 to 35 fantasy points. I still like Beverly a lot more. I think Beverly's going to be a lot more efficient. I don't hate SGA, uh, but but I like Beverly here at the price at 5,300. Uh, obviously, Lou Williams continues to just dominate. Uh, if this game ends up not being, you know, if this game is close like we expect it to be, and he can get 30 to 32 minutes, uh, I think this is another spot that he could just absolutely uh, smash here. And, of course, last but not least, uh, no secret that I think think we would like this guy. Montrez Harrell's been playing a lot better um, recently, so he's a guy I like here against Minnesota. Um, you should get some run here having to deal with Towns. Uh Possibly Taj, possibly Gorgie Jing. So I think he gets sustained minutes uh, as well. Gallinari is just a safe play, by the way. I don't, I don't think the higher his price goes, the less upside he has, or or, uh, or the closer he's getting to being priced out to his ceiling. But I think uh, you know Harold still got a little bit more room at seventy one hundred. Yeah, I really don't hate anything you said there. Um, I do like SGA a little bit more than you. I, I think that. It's a spot that he can, um, you know, continue to play well. He's playing really well. The minutes are just insanely high right now for SGA. Like you said, it's you know, it's obviously a minutes thing. So yeah. he's not a he's not a point per minute guy. Uh, and, but, Clip, you know, oh, and, and Clippers going to the playoffs, by the way. I mean, forty four and thirty uh, with a few games left. I mean, I think I think I, I didn't expect this at the at the beginning of the season. Uh, but th- these guys are headed right back to the playoffs with, with uh, 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 
a, a really odd combination of players, especially after releasing Senator Tobias to Philly. So, you know, hats off to them. Hats off to Doc Rivers. Uh, you know, credit where credit's due. Doc yeah. Rivers is a really good basketball coach. They're nine and one over the last ten games. Yes. Um, they five they in a row. Just, five in a row. Crazy. Yeah, they're playing really good basketball. So yeah, you know, SGA. Um, like I said, you add in the matchup that you know he gets here with Minnesota. But yeah, Doc, man, Doc is awesome. Uh, Minnesota. What are we looking at here on the Timberwolves? Oh, buddy, uh, give me some Carl Anthony Towns today. This is another spot. You know, I mean, we've got certain teams circled, Brooklyn, Minnesota, uh, Washington, Chicago. These teams have been getting destroyed by centers, just to name a few. And, oh, man, Carl Anthony Towns just have a huge day here. They're not going to be dialing his minutes back like the rest of the stars. Uh, the guy just put up 71 against Memphis a few days ago. My goodness. Uh and he's been doing this now uh, for weeks, just continuing to put up extremely nice fantasy point games. Uh, so in, in the last 10 games, he's only been under 40 fantasy points once in the last 10. Uh, and every other game after that, he's mostly been at 50 or above. He's only been under 50 once, and that was 48 points at Houston. The guy's been well, well t- twice if you include that 30-point game. Uh, Towns has just been phenomenal, man. So uh, getting a chance to fire him up against the Clippers, uh, I, I willingly do that. Uh, you know, Todd, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, Sarge has obviously gotten a few minutes uh, with, with Todd out, which has made him a lot more safe. Uh, so I, I wouldn't hate, you know, playing him. Uh, Josh Okaji is another guy that's been playing big minutes. And he's been playing really well uh, uh, right along with Towns. It's pretty much been putting up 30 fantasy points or more here, you know, three out of the last four games. Uh, really really like him as well. And then, of course, you know, Tyus Jones. I do think Tyus Jones is about priced up now. So I think I'm going to take the fade on him today at 5,800. And I think he's actually over 6K on FanDuel. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that if I can remember my pricing. So uh, I'm going to be fading Tyus Jones on all accounts. Um, so I went over here to uh, like switch over to just kind of look at um Okaji's price on FanDuel and yeah. click click the like, my tab that I had open for FanDuel from this morning. And like I have a lineup half built here Lillard, Cor- Curry, Dorsey, Booker, Paul George, Nurkic, Holmes. And I had two spots left. Um, <laughs> My, one of one of my small forwards and one of my power forward spots. Um, if I would just left Devin Booker in there, if I would have just yeah. left him in there, anyway, uh, th- those that kind of stuff cracks me up all the time. You'll like, you know, you'll 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 be building on one computer, and then like you'll maybe finish building on a laptop, or um, you know, that, that's how it usually is for me. Like I'll go sit on the couch when I get done working, and I'll yeah. mess around building lineups and stuff, and it just it cracked me up. But I'm totally stalling because I'm I'm still trying to open up. Um, oh, because he's fifty one hundred on Fanduel. So they've done a really good job of pricing him up uh, on Fanduel, where yeah. DraftKings has really lagged with pricing him up. So I do think he's a better play over there on DK than he is on Fanduel. Um, he's just way too cheap on DraftKings. Like yeah. we're gonna get a lot of value that opens up today, but don't forget about Okaji. Um, we already know the guards are out. We already know Teague is out. We already know Rose is out. We know Covington's out. We know Dang's out. Like, you know Okaji's going to play his minutes here. So, yeah. And they've been on the road a lot, too, recently. So, and yeah, you I, mentioned- I, I think this is a sneaky stack spot. Like, 
under the radar, not going to get the traction. But I mean, I think Towns, Okaji, run it back with a couple of Clippers. Like, I'm not saying a full stack, maybe a mini stack, a 2 2 or a 2 1 or 3 2. But well, 3 2 would almost be a full. But I think this is a sneaky stack spot. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. I, no, I was just going to say, like, what you were talking about with Sarge. If Gibson sits, you know, Sarge has played at least. Uh, I think it's 26 minutes now in all those games that or 28 minutes um, since the game that he got hurt and the two games that he's missed. So, um, all right, Will. Game stacks of game stacks. Game stacks of game stacks. Atlanta at New Orleans. 240 total. New Orleans favored go. by one. Plumlee's out for Atlanta. Anthony Davis is probable. Drew and Moore are out. Peyton is questionable. Will... We love to attack both of these teams. This is going to be the ugliest, juicy game ever. Yes, it will. Uh, I've been holding all of my excitement. So just full disclosure, folks, most of the games that I'm going to play or most of the players that I'm going to target are all coming from three of these last four games we're going to talk about. I repeat, most of my player exposure is going to come from three of these last four games that we're going to talk about. Uh, I, I like Atlanta here, obviously. Um, Dwayne Devin, 5,700. I want to want to talk about him. Uh, you know, he's getting a, about 30 minutes, 28, 27, around that price range. I think he's a, he's a great play. I got a chance to see him play in person here last week. I, I was really impressed with Devin. Uh, so he, he's a guy, not, not just because I saw him, but I think the price is still fair with the minutes he's going to play uh john collins i, I think john collins is, is going to be more more game stack worthy for me at 7300 um I, I like him i don't love him uh but but i don't mind playing him in the form for game stack another guy i was really impressed with in person kevin herter uh he, he he's going to be a legit nba rotation player uh if he sticks around uh played really well really solid and if he's going to get 20 20 seven to 30 minutes against new orleans look out uh, i think he could put up one of those 30 to 40 point games uh and of course trey young at 8200 uh love him uh the guy's just been playing phenomenal recently uh, if you look at you know last three games 45 41 58 uh, even before that he was still putting up 40 and 50 point games so he's a guy i really like in this spot uh, and I'm just going to shut it down right there. Obviously, you guys know my affection for targeting Atlanta Hawks games on the season has made me so much money, and I don't plan on stopping that gravy train today. Love Trey. Like, he's just, he's a top option on this slate for me. Yes. Yes. Like, I, I just, I just want to reiterate, like, there, there's nothing else that I really want to add on top of what you were talking about. Um, it's just Trey Young is just, Really, really, really juicy here. Um, this is not a game that I'm going to get cute. I'm not going to play like Alex Lynn. I'm not going to get cute and like try to play Baysmore or anybody like that. Like, no, no, no. like I think you could potentially play Torian Prince, but really here for me, it is Trey Young, it's Deadman, and Collins. Those are the three guys I want to play from Atlanta. I don't mind taking a shot on Herter. It's just more of what type of value opens up throughout the day. What's in his price range? Can he outscore the chalk in that price range? I, I, I will say, of, I think if you're game stacking it, like if, if I'm going to game stack it, I'd be willing to fade a chalk player in the 4K range to plug him into my stack and try to catch the upside. 
But just generally speaking, for me, generally speaking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, the New Orleans side, like the biggest Ooh. thing here for New Orleans is Peyton. Is Elf playing or not? Like that makes such a huge difference here. Because if Elf sits like Frank Jackson is the value play of the day, don't fade him. That's not smart. Yeah, I mean, like, so let me just put this out there. I like Frank Jackson no matter what. Like, I will be playing Frank Jackson just just no matter what. But like you said, if Elf sits, I mean, obviously we talk about slam dunk plays and, you know, He's he's just gonna be a slam dunk play man. Fifty one hundred. He's gonna play thirty five minimum minutes against Atlanta if if Elf is out. Uh, another guy that I want to plug in if Elf happens to sit. I think Ian's I think Ian Clark's minutes will will, will head back north to that twenty to twenty five minute mark. And for some reason they've been committed to playing Stanley Johnson recently. I. I, I've been man. I do not want to recommend Stanley Johnson, but if you got a couple game stacks out there, he's played twenty three and twenty eight minutes. Now they've been blowouts, so I, I really think that's probably contributing to it. But if Elf sits, I I feel a lot more comfortable uh, throwing him out there. Uh, Kimrich Williams, he you know he's been in that twenty five minute range. He he's more of a game stack piece for me. Uh, the one guy I want to talk about here today. And listen, people, I I am not afraid to play Anthony Davis against the Atlanta Hawks at seventy two hundred. On DK, as far as game stacks, he he's going to be the, the second guy in from New Orleans. First is Frank Jackson, second is Anthony Davis. I think in twenty one minutes, I think he gets forty to forty five here. I'm willing to take the risk in this spot. I know we've got Kevin Love at seventy six. Like I know there are are better options per se. But I, I think Anthony Davis can really destroy this team for 20 to 21 minutes. Uh, he, he he could possibly get 50 in this spot. Uh, and, I, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. He could legitimately possibly get 50 in 20 minutes and, and, and just become a phenomenal player. He's probably going to have low ownership uh, unless, you know, the whole country listens to this pod and decides to play him. So I'm really excited about Anthony Davis here. Don't mind Julius Randle, uh, but th- those are kind of the guys I'm looking at. If the whole country does listen to this podcast, please go to iTunes, Roto Grinders Morning Grind, like, subscribe, um, comment on the podcast. Uh, really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on, Sacramento at Dallas. Okay, so I'm like, I'm kind of like, I'm obviously we're talking, I'm paying attention and all that stuff, but like, I really, really, really want this Portland Brooklyn game to go to overtime. Um, just knowing like how much upside I have from that game. And yeah. Curry just got a steal, and there's like five seconds left. And like Curry got that steal, two point steal, and I went up like forty spots in the in the big tournaments. Like I, Curry's pretty low on, so really, really want overtime. Doesn't look like it's gonna happen now that Lillard made the layup and Trailblazers are shooting free throws here. But wouldn't mind um, missing the second part of this. Um, <coughs> or yeah, I guess it was it was probably the first foul under two minutes, but. Anyway, um, Sacramento at Dallas. No total in this one because we're waiting on Luka news. Um, Curry missed the first one. Make the second one, baby. Make the second one. Go to overtime. Let's go. Um, Luka's questionable. Hardaway's out. Giles is doubtful. Let's talk with um, Sacramento first here. 
you know, it's really been the Bagley show. Oh my gosh, please miss this shot and go to overtime. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's really been it's really been the Bagley show um as far as the Kings have gone. You know, he's been playing really be- good basketball ever since he got his minutes back. And then he played 36 minutes against the Lakers the other night. So like I'm not even concerned whatsoever in, in close games that his minutes are going to be okay. What are we looking at here with the Kings? I mean, look, man, I've been on the Bagley train since his minutes went back up to 30 minutes. And he played 36 minutes against the Lakers and almost put up 50. Like I said, I, I don't like to use past games as a measure for current success, but I do like to reference it. And, and what I mean is I'm not going to let that be the end-all, be-all when I try to make a decision. But the guy played 28 minutes against Dallas just a few days ago and put up 47-and-a-half DK points. Uh, is my favorite play on this team, one of my favorite plays on the slate. Uh, if, if Lucas sits, he'll get even more run uh, against uh, just the backup squad. I, I think he's going to crush here. He, he's my favorite Sacramento King. Uh, really like him today. If Giles sits, I will go right back to the well on Bielitsa. I think he's another guy that could really have an upside game here. Uh, and I think that's about it. I don't mind Buddy, but I'm, I'm not really on Buddy today because of the other games that I like. Not really on Fox as well. But I really like Bagley and I really like Bielitsa. Those are two guys uh, that, that I'm going to be looking at here for sure. Uh, Bogdan picked up 30 minutes against the Lakers. Bielitsa was in foul trouble. His minutes have been low. I'm going to just take that as one game and hope it doesn't come back to bite me. Uh, but I'm, I'm just going to leave him. But Bagley and Bielitsa, those are two targets I want from this side of the game. Overtime, overtime, overtime. Got overtime. Um, so the Kings aren't technically out yet. They have nine games to play. They're six and a half games back. They're not out, but they're out. Um, uh, you know, a lot would have to happen. The Spurs, the Jazz, and the Thunder would have to lose, what, seven out of their last nine games. So it's not likely that the Kings are going to make the playoffs, which I think is actually probably really good for Fox and Bagley and Heald. I think that they're just going <clears> to <throat> close games, blowouts. I don't think it matters. I think they're going to run these guys out, really let those three kind of grow even more together. Um, like those, those three guys have a lot of potential playing together and um, staying together for a while. They're all pretty young. I know Buddy Heels is pretty young as well. So those are the three guys that I would target. I don't think I would target a Harrison Barnes as much as I like Harrison Barnes. I think they're going to play the young guys. I don't mind Cauley Stein. Again, I think they're going to play the young guys. Um, so if Giles sits, like you mentioned, I think you could look at Bielitsa, but it, it's really Fox, Badley, and Heald. Um, not all three of them, but those are the guys that I'd be looking at in my player pool. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you 100%. Harry Barnes, Narrative Street, you know, if you guys are into that sort of thing. Yeah, I I, I don't mind <laughs> narratives, and I think it's cool, and I, I do think that <coughs> anybody that's played sports uh, will, like, say, like, there's, you know, 
there's like motivation behind going up against like your old team or whatever, but not going to factor it in too much here. Um, the Dallas side of things, like if we do get news that Lucas sits, I think Brunson is just a, a stone cold, um, great value play here. The other guy that I wanted to mention, and I don't feel good about it, is Justin Jackson um, with Hardaway out. Justin Jackson probably plays 30 minutes in a closer game here. Just played 33 minutes against Sacramento two games ago. Didn't play a lot against Golden State, but, man, they got blown out by Golden State the other day. Don't love Justin Jackson, but he's cheap, and um, he's a guy that I like if we get news that Lucas sits as well. Man, let me give out some some deep dives here. So, first of all, I I do actually – Really like Dwight Powell at, at fifty nine hundred here. Uh, I, th- I think that's that's a fair price for him. I think he can exceed value. I'm going to give you two guys that I don't think anybody's going to play. You ready for this? I'm always if, ready for it. If, if Lucas sits, I'm going to have interest in Trey Burke. Period. Trey Burke's been playing about twenty minutes the last three games, and I don't think anybody sees the big game coming. I don't think anybody sees it. And he's been playing about 20 minutes a game. If Lucas sits, I'd be willing to say he could get to 25 to 28 minutes. And against Sacramento, he could put up 40. I So he, I've been monitoring this, and I'm hoping I'm right. I will have Trey Burke exposure. I hope I didn't say Trey Young. But I will have Trey Burke exposure today. Absolutely, will have Trey Burke exposure. Um, You're gonna have Trey Young exposure too, so that's fine. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna double down on all the trades, and I hope they're raining trades. Yeah. Oh and, man. And, and oh. We, should be, we should be good. I, I just want to point that out. People because, are gonna be spitting their coffee out on the way to work today. <laughs> Those listen, puns are terrible, guys. What are you doing? They they're probably gonna say that, but Trey Young is 3,500 on Fanduel. I think he is definitely in play, even if Luca plays. I think Trey Young is a viable punt on FanDuel today, especially if people start hopping on Archie or hopping on some of these other cheap guys. I'm telling you, the Trey Burke game is coming. Get ahead of it now. If Luca sits, fire him up. Uh, I really like him today. Another guy, uh, Ryan Brokoff, played about 25 minutes, and – if, if he sees that again at 3,300, um, you know, listen, it was a massive blowout, massive blowout. But, you know, if, if, if Lucas is, he's another guy that I'm kind of looking at. I think they may give him some extended run here. Uh, he's not – I don't feel like he's as safe as Trey Burke, but I just wanted to mention him. But Trey Burke, that, that, was, the main, that was the main part of this conversation. All right, moving on here. We got Detroit <laughs> at Denver. Uh, 211.5 total here. Denver favored by seven. Let's make up some time here. I here like go. zero people in this game. Yep, there you go. I'm with you 100%. That's why I took up so much time with Trey Burke. Uh, I won't have a single person in this game on either side. I don't care. Zero exposure. Yeah, just, this is not a game that I like. Um, if somebody beats me from this game, they beat me. It's going to be a, a very slow-paced game. Just to kind of give you guys an idea why I don't like it, it's just going to be a slow-paced game. Both these teams play pretty solid defense when you look at it. Um, you know, Detroit, a lot, they, they struggle against guards. They've struggled against guards all season. But, like, Jamal Murray is not cheap enough to really take advantage of it. Gary Harris, his upside still kind of limited. Uh, and, and, like, Will Barton is okay if this game, if you, if you could tell me 
that Will Barton's going to play 35 minutes, like I'd have interest, but I just don't see that happening. So for me, not a game that I want to play. Let's move on to the last game on the slate. We got Washington at LA. Hour and a half gap in between the 9 o'clock game and the 10.30 game. 233 total. Lakers favored by one and a half. Ariza is doubtful. Ball is out. Hart is out. Bullock is questionable. Muscala is questionable. Ingram's out. Um, let's start here. Let's start here with Washington. Um, knowing that... Knowing that Ariza is probably not going to play here, what are we looking at as far as Washington goes? Thomas Bryant, uh, he's been playing 35 minutes since Ariza's been out. I don't think that's going to change today. 5,200, I, I think I think he's another staple on DK. Uh, FanDuel, he's 6K. You have to think about it a little bit more. Um, but on DK at 5,200, playing 35 minutes against this Lakers team, I really like him. Uh, Bobby Portis is another guy I really like today. But, I mean, he's 6,100. You'll probably have to think about it a little bit. Um, but but I like him. Uh, Jabari, I don't think Jabari is going to get much traction. This is his kind of game. Up and down, at the rim, wide open shots, you know, long rebounds. This is his kind of game. I really like Jabari here. And, of course, the, I, I'm just, I don't think I'm going to fade Bradley Beal today. So, uh, especially on a fan duel where, you know, shooting guard is – uh, some, sometimes trying to construct lineups is a little tougher because you're pigeonholed and having to have two. I don't think you fade Bradley Beal at 10K today. I think you fire him up. I don't think you fade him up for 9,300 on DK. He's had two really bad games back-to-back, um, and then he had another one, you know, a game ahead of that. And, and, and these were all kind of rough matchups, Miami, Denver, Utah. Now he gets a matchup with the Lakers, folks. This is a 60 to 70 point upside spot for Bradley Beal. I think you take the points and run. Take the points and run. Uh, we'll get to the morning grind game. Bradley Beal is my play. Take the points and run. Love Bradley Beal today. No way I fade him in this spot. Yeah, it's going to be really tough on FanDuel today um, as far as just like not wanting to punt both of your shooting guard spots because you're going to probably need one of Harden or Bradley Beal um, yes. with, the, with the ceiling and points that those guys have. So um, don't have too much to add here. I, I do like the Jabari Parker call. I think he's really, really interesting here. I like Bryant. But the only other guy that I'd mention here is Sanarinsky. Um, I, I don't think he's the worst play on this slate. Um, he's 6,100, but he – does have 40-plus point upside. The minutes have been really secure now that Ariza's been out. He's been playing like four or five extra minutes, which has taken him from like 29 minutes to like 35 minutes, and that's a huge bump. Um, so don't mind Sanarinsky here. If this game stays close, he should play uh, really solid minutes, and this game's going to be back and forth, back and forth, up and down. Um, you know, when we're looking at it, like the implied totals here are really high. Um, so I, I do like the Wizards' side. You know, like this whole slate can change if LeBron doesn't play, but he's probable. Um, what are we doing with the Lakers? What are we doing with LeBron James? So, first of all, I was on crunch time over the weekend, and I took a massive stand on JaVale McGee, and I, I was definitely wrong about that. But I will say this again. I, I still don't trust the Lakers. I don't know. I mean, it seems like JaVale McGee has stable minutes right now, but I'm, I'm really – I'm not trying to overthink this. I'm really not sure. So, um, you know, as, as far as the Lakers are concerned, I'm still a, I'm still slightly afraid of LeBron. I mean, they're saying he's probable. 
Um, I mean, if he plays, he's going to dominate this team. And, you know, the, the, the thing about it is that they told us he was going to be on limited minutes, but every game he's played, he's been at 35 minutes. So it's just it's like, well, well, what do you do with that? I mean, I feel like, you know, they give us the Pete Carroll treatment. Oh, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson's going to sit out for two weeks, and then Sunday he's out there throwing a football in a real game. <laughs> just I, So I, I, I'm really not sure how, how to handle this. I feel like at this point, I think you, you play JaVale McGee and, and maybe you, you play LeBron, especially if you're thinking about a game stack, because I, I do like I do like the stacking scenario for this game. Um, you know, I, I almost feel like the safest players are KCP. I feel like he's the safest play on this team, and he's not even safe. But with all the guards they have out, I mean, he's got to play 30 minutes. So, so he's a guy at 5K. I really like in this spot. I think he's got massive upside here. Uh, Rondo, you know, 6,100. He played 37 minutes. This is a spot he could smash. So uh, I, I I think maybe if, if you're going to play this game, especially if you're thinking about the game stack, I, I think you take Rondo. I think you take KCP. Uh, I think you take LeBron. Kuzma safe and, and, and McGee safe. I think those are pretty much the starters, and, and that's about it. But I, But I don't feel great about it despite the fact that they've been proving me wrong by playing all these guys 30 minutes. Yeah, I've been classifying my like punt plays on FanDuel to myself under 4K. Um, the other only other like thing that I want to mention here, I, I actually like I got called the KCP whisper for a long time. Like I couldn't miss on KCP when he was with Detroit. Like there were so many nights that like these are the type of games that he usually does really well. Um, this is the type of KCP type day that made me a ton of money, um, when he was with Detroit. So, um, certainly don't mind him here. What I was going to say though, as far as this on like FanDuel, I don't hate the idea of maybe playing Lance Stevenson on FanDuel as a punt under 4k 3,900. He came back from that toe injury and played 25 minutes, just like, boom, uh, right back into the mix, 25 minutes, 25 minutes for Lance Stevenson is 30 plus point upside when he just gets into that rhythm. So he's the only other, the other guy, if this game's going to be back and forth, back and forth, this, you know, Lakers have one of the highest implied team totals on the slate. Um, Stevenson's an interesting punt play. If he has a decent game here, he's going to be 45 to 4,800 on FanDuel next game. So this is like that one opportunity that we like potentially have an opportunity to actually punt with him here. Yeah. I'm with you hundred percent. With you 100%. Again, I'm probably going stars and scrubs on FanDuel today, so I'm really debating on two to three punts. Um, so there's that. Um, by the way, Nurkic is just going bonkers. He is just going bonkers. I hope you listened to the podcast yesterday. I was right about some things, but I was certainly right about Nurkic being my favorite play on the slate. Um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. Um so I can go watch the end of this game because it, there's potential for double overtime. And um, I've moved into like 38th spot now. So like I'm moving up on the board. Which tournament, my friend? Uh, the 88. On uh, FanDuel or D? Yeah. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. I can't wait. There's a guy in the top 10 that has moved into the top 10 recently that has five guys or six guys going from this late game. 
Man, that, and you know what? That was the way to go, man. My, my Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Mar- Dinwiddie, Russell, Harkless, Carroll, Nurkic. Yeah, he has six guys. So, so I have yeah. I have four. Uh, so that, this game continuing to go. Yeah. I have yeah. Lillard, Curry, Carroll, and Nurkic. Um, Curry at really low ownership, and they've played him um, like since the middle of the fourth quarter, the whole stretch. So uh, tie game was eight seconds to go in the first overtime. All right, Will, let's play the morning grind game. Give me your favorite game to go over or under. Man, <laughs> I, I, I would take Atlanta, New Orleans. That one's already up there. Give me L.A. Washington. Taking the over? Over, yes. All right. Um. So, uh, th- again, this is going to be a phenomenal game, a phenomenal game to watch. This is, like, going to be playoff atmosphere. I'm going to take the under in the Orlando game. Yes. yes. That is expected to be the slowest-paced game on the slate by a large margin, and it's a back-to-back for Orlando. They're going to try to slow that game. I guess the Detroit game. I forgot. The Detroit game is expected to be the lowest-paced game. But um, So, yeah, the Orlando Magic game. Um, I do like the under in the Denver game, too. I think those both those games are going to be pretty low-scoring today. All right, Will, under 5K to 7X, a bunch of options today. Um, give me one guy you're looking at here. Oh, boy. Man, look, so many guys, so many guys, so many guys. Double overtime. Let's go. Sorry. Kill hey, man. Friend. Hey, this is what it's like when you get the live sweat action going. I just I like when like when your money is moving in the right direction and, like, you you know, like, this, there's nothing in this game that's going to hurt you. Yeah, so, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Five overtime. Yeah. Yeah, and, and ironically, I, I think I'm going to go back to the well on somebody that we we've used here, a, a guy that I trust, a guy that I think is, is going to play the minutes. Hometown kid, I don't like the game, but I do like him. Uh, give me Miles Bridges. All right, he made me a good amount of money the other night. By the way, I forgot to tell you. I forgot to text you about that. All good. Hey, hey, hey um, listen. No thanks necessary when the money's in the account. That's all. <laughs> That's right. Put it in my account. Um, let's see here. I had some money and I totally forgot who it was. I do like Pat Cunnington. Um, but I- I'm just gonna continue. Th- he's just too priced, too lowly priced on DraftKings, and that's Josh Okaji. Um, for the minutes and production for him right now, like Fandle, great job getting him b- bumped up. But DraftKings, he's too cheap. Over 8K to under 5X, who's your bust up top today? A lot of options up here today. Yeah. Uh, friends don't let friends play Jokic. Uh, I'm not taking him, though. I'm actually going to take Greek today. Uh, I don't think Greek gets there. Well, I'm going to take Jokic then because friends don't let <laughs> friends play Jokic. <laughs> I did come up with that, like, line. So, you know. Stevie doesn't let listeners play Jokic, but you know we know how many times I've been wrong about him. Yeah. Uh, favorite six X play on the slate? Bradley Beal, easy. Love Beal today. All right. Well, this guy shares the same last name as me, so I'm going to take Trey Young um, and, and just play the full-on narrative that he has the same name as me. So, on that note, Will, it's been fun. I have some baseball content to go work on. I've been looking at baseball, and I am so excited. And I did not realize, my friend, how bad – I said this – I tweeted this out today, but I did not realize how bad 
the Cleveland Indians lineup is. Um, like the Marlins lineup is really, really bad, but the Indians lineup is really, really bad for the pitching that they have, the caliber of pitching. I think that if the pitching does well and they are not scoring runs this year, we're going to see Cleveland just become a, a team that it just ships everybody off as far as pitching goes to just full on rebuild that team because oof. So, so listen, listen, I know, I know we've got to close the pod down. I know we're probably running out of time. Listen, and when people we got we're done with basketball, they can turn it off, but we're, we're we can talk a little baseball here for a second. That's fine. Quick question. Who's your favorite team to target right now for offense? I, I want to get your pulse on this. I've got a team that I like because there's some bad pitchers out there for opening day, as usual. I just want to know who's your favorite team to target right now. So we're talking opening day, right? We're not yeah, talking yeah, yeah, like yeah. overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, opening day. Just, just opening day. I don't know, man. It's really tough because if we're looking at – like now that we have some like fantasy draft has the one o'clock like uh on their like full slate uh-huh. and uh like DraftKings just like announced some one o'clock stuff. Um I, I yeah. think like one o'clock games, I think the Yankees are my favorite stack, and I don't think it's sneaky whatsoever, but it, it's Andrew Kashner um right. against all those big power bats for the Yankees. So right. like I see a lot of home runs in Yankee Stadium potentially there. And then like it's kind of a toss-up in the other games. Um, I kind of like the Rockies, even though it's in Miami. Um, huh? I think that's a good spot. But I don't know, man. As much contact as Pittsburgh makes, they could be a really sneaky stack on opening day. They don't strike out a lot. Luis Castillo is a big-time strikeout guy, but when he does get like hit, he gets hit. I don't know. I, I I'm still kind of digging into like my favorite offenses for the four o'clock games, but I I really do like the Yankees. Okay, so I th- I think the Yankees are going to be like the de facto like this the is one who- o'clock game. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This, like this is this is the spot. This is who you play. Um, I I think the Phillies could could get there if we feel like Tehran. And I, I mean, they're going to have a couple ridings. But, you know, oh you got, yeah, I didn't even think about that. So you got you got the Phillies there, and you, you I think you know my philosophy with baseball. If I feel like the team's gonna be really chalky, I don't know if I can fade the Yankees with Cashner at home. For I, I don't know if I can do that. Here's my sneaky call of the day: This team lets us down all year. Their lineup doesn't look great, but they're at home and they get Jordan Zimmerman. I like the Blue Jays opening day. Like him a lot more if Vlad was up. Oh, yeah, I I I like him though because I mean I I looked at their lineup. I said you know it doesn't look as good on paper, but I listen. I, I you know I'm going to target Jordan Zimmerman anyway. Just wanted to get that plug. Just wanted to get your feel. As you can tell, I'm excited. It's almost here, folks. Just just get excited. Yeah, I'm excited about that uh, LA offense too. Um, oh, against man. Mike Fires, Fires oh. is starting. I'm pretty sure still. Yeah, he is. Um, kind of reverse splits. There's a lot of righties like, and, and they added Justin Bohr. Like, I think that's going to kind of go overlooked a little bit here. And mm-hmm. Bohr gives them like a night, like it gives Upton a little bit of protection. Um, I'm never going to say Poolhouse didn't give him protection, but Poolhouse, I think his ISO was like under 150. It was like right at 150 last season. So it's not like. Upton had a ton of protection, so 
Trout was kind of banged up last year. He just signed that massive deal. Like, um, yeah, I, I like the Angels' offense, even though that game's in Oakland. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, man, I've been digging into baseball day to day. I got that one, and like we we are we we got asked to get our premium stuff up, uh, extra survey and stuff up by tomorrow, Tuesday, yeah. and um, I've been digging into baseball all day. Oh. So. This is. What, uh, I, I, I'll tell you one thing. I know who I'm pitching. <laughs> I know who I'm pitching. You know what? I haven't decided yet. I, I'm I'm stuck between two guys. And once I <laughs> once I decide between these two, I'll be good. One last thing. Our good friends out there in Chicago, the the home runner bus squad, they get Brad Keller right out of the gate. I'm not saying Keller's bad. I'm just saying Chicago's another sneaky team out there that can hit you know five six home runs on opening day. And and now Yonder Alonso gets to go there and play the strikeout or home run game. Uh, this is going to be so fun. All right, I'm I actually kind of like Keller. Um, I'm done. I, I kind of like Keller. Like he's a guy that I actually am considering on using in some tournaments. Like, um, he's very he was very reverse splits, a very small sample size, but like his ISO numbers were really low last year, and pitching in Kansas City, and I think. I was looking at weather already, uh, and I'm pretty sure like that's going to be one of the colder games on the day. Um, so like, I don't actually think Keller is going to be that terrible of a play, but like that game, that game could be really high scoring, really low scoring because like Radone is actually a little interesting too. Barrios oh, yeah. is probably the guy I'm using. Him or Verlander for the late games. I love, 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 love Max Scherzer. Um, like Max Scherzer is like probably one of the only guys that has like 10 strikeout upside on opening day because of pitch count. Um, <laughs> like the Grom Scherzer, like how are you not watching that at one o'clock on opening day? Like Listen, I, I'm going to have I, all the games up on all the TVs. And um, I, my, my wife was like, I have to work on Thursday. I was like, that's fine. It's a holiday for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's don't ask cool. me to do anything around the house. Cause it's not getting done. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, I'm so glad. In the nicest, nicest, most respectable way ever. Um, that's how our conversation went earlier today. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm so pumped for baseball. I, I love this time of year. Uh, we get playoff basketball. Playoff basketball is really fun for DFS because you know exactly where the minutes are going to usually come from. So yeah, you get playoff yeah. basketball. We get baseball. NASCAR is rolling. And all starting to get into. So love it. Um, on that note, Will, we're gonna get out of here. Um. Oh man, I'm so excited! Bad baseball's back. Like just talking about it for just a few minutes. Like he is Chief Justice 06. I am Stevie TPFL. Hope everyone has an awesome Tuesday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you again on Wednesday.